0: hey everybody welcome to the fantasy players club i'm your host levi valentine at levi underscore valentine on twitter joining me are my co-host brent hud hud follow him at brent hikes h-e-i-k-e-s on twitter and trevin Cremosta, international man of mystery you like that new introduction
1: trevin yeah that is that's good thank you <laughs> finally get a cool nickname
0: <laughs> you and austin powers <laughs> all right guys we got to see the playoffs last week you guys were a little down on justin fields when we talked about that in our preview last week did his performance this week where he had was 22 for 28 385 yards six touchdowns one interception for 99 qbr oh, and then also pitched in eight carries for 42 yards change your mind at all and keep in mind guys did all of that with probably like a a bruised kidney or broken ribs or something, whatever that hit he took was oof.
1: Man, he was throwing touchdown bombs and then just like barely limping off the field. It was quite a gutsy performance, but no, it didn't impress me at all. (laughs) (laughs) Is is he your quarterback too now? (laughs) Yeah, I might've dropped him on my ranking. He might be seven now. No, that was an amazing game. And, uh, to do it against one of the top teams like that, that and with bruise or broken ribs or whatever the hell happened to him, it was quite a performance. So it's tough to rank too many guys ahead of him now.
2: Yeah, it was very, very impressive against a Clemson defense, which has NFL players all over the place. Um, I don't know if I – I don't know if it, he's solid at that number two, but he definitely took a lead. Um, I, I can't just look at just one game and just – I mean, and all of his issues are gone. Um, Maybe if he does it again this week against Alabama, that'll solidify his chance for number two. I I mean, the biggest thing is he's never going to catch Trevor Lawrence. Um, He did do most of his stats in that second quarter um, before his injury. So you can't say he did all the six touchdowns um, after he got hurt. But he did look decent after he got hurt. I hope hope he's healthy and he's ready to go against Alabama because – they need him to be healthy and ready to go against Bama because they're gonna need they're gonna need everybody healthy to beat Alabama.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking get... forward to seeing that game. Uh, Brent, you mentioned where he might fall as far as quarterback two for you. I think I actually have him closer to quarterback one than quarterback three if we're being honest wow. right now. I just I'm really impressed by him, not just in this game, but overall as well. Trevin, I'm sorry, you were saying something.
1: I was just going to say, uh, like Brent kind of said, it's tough to put too much stock into one game, but there's also not many quarterbacks that can do that one game against a defense like that one. So yeah, um, it did very impressive. And he's my definitely solid two guy. Now it's, I can't really put the Wilson over him anymore. Yeah.
0: And, and it's, it's not because
2: I think Wilson's great or anything or, or, um lance is great i just i mean i'm just not too high on any of those guys behind trevor lawrence i think they're definitely going to get drafted in the first round i think there's probably about five of them drafted in the first round um but the sure thing i know is trevor lawrence And then after that uh, it might be fields but i just don't feel very high on him as an nfl quarterback
0: yeah i know brent you alluded to this earlier with the matchup with alabama this week uh Alabama is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. It'll be really interesting to see how Fields fares in this game. Bama looked really good last week, as we expected. But you guys got any predictions for this week?
2: Oh, it's tough. Um, is Waddle going to be playing? I'm hearing rumors that he might be playing. That would be pretty cool.
0: He's um, practicing, I know. I don't know if he's going to play.
2: That's. I think either way. I think Alabama wins. It might be 10 they might win by 10 points. So I'm picking Alabama in the spread too.
1: Well, I picked uh, Clemson in the spread last week and uh, the spread was about the same. I think it was seven, seven Mm -hmm. and a half for Clemson. And they just put a whooping on them one by 21 points. So still tough to pick against Alabama. Uh, They look like a machine, but I think it's closer than what Brent thinks. We'll say a three point Alabama win. Okay.
0: So you've got Ohio state to cover, but Bama to win. Uh, I just looked it up. Jalen Waddle remains up in the air for the game. It sounds like he'll be a game day decision. Uh, Saban isn't really. He says he doesn't have crystal ball to know, so maybe we need to get Nick (laughs) one of those. Um, But obviously that would be a huge boon for Alabama if he is anywhere close to 100% and is able to play in this game. Uh, I think I'm going to... Take Alabama to win and a Ohio State to cover, just like Trevin. But I'm really excited to see this game. I I really don't know what to expect. I mean, these it'll be really interesting to see. I, we talked last week. I didn't expect Ohio State to be here, so hopefully they can get another excellent performance out of uh, out of my boy Justin Fields and have a really good competitive
1: game. Yeah. All right. As long as uh, Nebraska fans quit taking credit for Ohio State's success, that'd be great with me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, kind of sense. embarrassing. <laughs> Ohio State pats him on the head and says, yeah. Good job. <laughs> good <guys."> job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So for stat of the week, Derek Henry, King Henry to you, commoners, became the eighth player to rush for 2,000 yards in a season this week. Can you guys name the other seven? And Trevin, I know you've done a little bit of research on this, so if you've already looked at them all, maybe let's have Brent guess. Oh,
2: boy. Um, I know Chris Johnson, Chris Johnson and Peterson did it. I mean, I know that because it's in my lifetime. Am I right? <laughs> yep. okay.
0: Chris Johnson did it in 2009, and Adrian Peterson did it in 2012. Chris Johnson just barely over 2000 in 2006, and Adrian Peterson had 2097. Okay. And I think that was the year. Wasn't that the year Peterson came back after his ACL tear and ran yep. for 2,000 yards? Could have been. <laughs> Incredible.
2: Uh, I want to say, let me look at the early 2000s. Probably. Priest Holmes? No. Yeah?
0: No? Priest Holmes no. never did it.
2: Okay. Yeah. Barry Sanders, probably.
0: Barry Sanders, 2,053 yards in 1997. Emmett Smith? Have one? Emmett or- Smith did not.
2: Oh boy! Is there anybody um, more recent than like Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith? Uh, really? There are two of them, actually. Oh,
0: two more recent than Barry, which was again 1997.
2: All right, give me the team of one of them, uh,
0: then, <laughs> then I give up. If I give you the team of either of them, you're definitely gonna get it. But they're I'll oh, give no. you. A, they're between 97 and 2009. If that helps, I'll make one more guess. Then I'll give you a, a hint.
2: Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Yeah, I knew that one.
0: 1998, so the year after Barry Sanders, he had 2008 yards.
2: I don't think I can get any more, though, unless we can go back like Walter Payton. I guess I don't know if they played 16 games.
0: Walter Payton did not do it. Uh, There's another more recent one than Terrell Davis uh, that you might be kicking yourself if you can't come up with.
2: Sean Alexander?
1: Good guess.
0: That is a good guess. Uh, played on the AFC East team Er, yeah no not AFC East AFC North sorry
2: damn you guys (laughs) (laughs) I don't know
0: you know know it wasn't the Bengals or the Browns so you got (laughs) two other teams there that could be
2: the Ravens possibly
0: the Ravens are the right team Ravens oh my gosh you're playing fantasy back here. I don't this know. Time you should know this. You want me to tell you.
1: Yeah, tell me. Uh, Huskers once beat him in a bowl game.
0: <laughs> Jamal Lewis.
2: Oh, you, if you tell me the college team, I would have. <laughs> I would have told you after after we beat him in the bowl game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Two thousand sixty-six yeah. yards in two thousand three. Wow. And then the two other ones are pretty old. One was in 1973 and the other was in 1984. Any guesses you want to throw out there for those?
1: One was in a high court case. Very popular court case.
0: (laughs) The juice. (laughs) The (laughs) juice. First one ever, 1973. 14 games. 2,003 yards. Impressive. Earl Campbell? No. No. No.
2: 1984
0: was the other
1: one. Dorsett? Not Dorsett. I don't know. He he wore glasses. Played for the Rams. Oh, Dickerson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had 2,105 yards, all-time record for a single season. Trevin. Go ahead. Go ahead. Trevin had some fun facts about Eric Dickerson's season.
1: So yeah, a couple of things I found interesting. He's the only player on this list of 2,000-yard rushers that did not get an MVP or the Offensive Player of the Year. Um, every 2,000-yard rusher actually did get Offensive Player of the Year except him. Uh, MVPs are O.J. Simpson, Barry Sanders, Terrell Davis, and Adrian Peterson all won the MVP award when they got their season. Um, I, have, one I, thing, have, I have the Offensive Player of the Year for that year. Do you want to know who it is? 1984? Uh, yeah. Probably a Cowboy. It's a quarterback. Hmm. Oh, Marino?
0: Marino, yep. Nice wow. job.
1: Um, so one thing that might have held Dickerson back is he had a pretty crazy amount of fumbles times he put the ball on the ground. With 14, the closest to him was Jamal Lewis at 8 the area he had 2,000 yards. So that guy's just fumbling all over the place. Um, it's <laughs> one of the higher... <laughs> fumbles in a season for any running back ever when he's on his way to 2000 yards. So good job there. Dickerson probably kept <laughs> you from winning some awards.
0: So was this 16 game season when Dickerson did it? Yeah. You know. Okay. It's so no he 16 almost, games played. He almost averaged one a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: Uh, the touchdown record for these 2000 yard rushers, a uh, Terrell Davis had 21 his year. Um, Derrick Henry actually 17 this year is the second most. Everybody else is pretty much around the 12 to 14 range.
0: And the Titans become the only team with two 2,000-yard rushers. Pretty impressive. And it'll be interesting to see how many people can ever do this again with the way the league's going towards more passing. Obviously, adding another game potentially next year helps quite a bit for some of these guys, but that's kind of – that best probably going to be offsetting some of the loss of attempts just from teams oh. passing more.
1: And there's only on, two, three, eight running backs that eclipsed 1000 yards this year. So that number's dwindling plus a quarterback with Lamar. Yeah. Uh, here's a quick one for you to you know who was not on that 1000 yard list. This
0: year? Uh, a lot of guys, yeah. this, apparently. This
1: year. Oh, no. Anybody specifically, though, that you can think of that didn't make the 1,000 yards?
2: Well, we know Singletary mm-hmm.
0: needed it.
1: Um, <laughs> <Yep. You> guys, <laughs> he's not on the list. <laughs>
0: oh, Brett. He was so close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you know what he ended up with? I got to scroll down here. Here, I got it. If you want. <laughs> go. 687. It 687. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only a couple games off.
0: Needed the ball more.
1: <laughs> but I didn't think just to go back to Derrick Henry, I didn't think he's gonna get there. He needed what, five hundred or so more yards the last three games? And and he put on a show this uh, coming down the stretch of the season. He had a nice yeah. run.
0: Yeah, he absolutely owns the the AFC
1: South. Yeah. Did you see games. that did you see that stat of his six AFC South games this year? Uh uh-uh. uh. He had over a thousand yards in those six games. So (laughs) he would have been, he would have been, I think it was the sixth or seventh leading rusher on the season. Just those six games. (laughs) I believe
0: it. He always, especially the Jags, he always dominates. He had 250 yards on Sunday against the Texans, Uh, only 98 in week 16 against the Packers, but then 147 against the Lions in week 15. And, uh, a hundred or two hundred and fifteen against the Jaguars. He had two hundred and twelve his other game against the Texans. <laughs> I mean and then his first game against the Jags, I guess he only had eighty four yards, so they really bottled him up that game. But
1: Yeah, that, not taking take anything away, two thousand yards hell of a stat, but playing the Jags and the Texans this year definitely benefited him. Yeah. Uh, Same with uh, your boy Jonathan Taylor.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean number two running back in dynasty, Jonathan Taylor.
1: Yeah, he did get, uh, he's at third on the list for yards this season. Uh, so whatever. Good job, Jonathan Taylor.
0: (laughs) I think the most (laughs) impressive thing about that is he wasn't really getting most of the work or a lion's share of the work in that backfield until the last few weeks. So he really turned it on then ended with a huge bang this past week. He also went over 200 yards, uh, so, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah.
1: Had about a quarter of his yards total out of one game, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. No, I mean, he if... turned it on. I, I, was, I was pretty down on him after the first half of the year, and he turned it around. He just needed to kind of get his legs, and that's what you get for getting down too early on a rookie, I guess. I think there are a lot of people down on him, but I'm, I'm glad to see him turning around.
2: He's got to do it again next year.
0: Brett kinda of sold low on him in one of our leagues.
2: Ooh, ouch. <laughs> I, I still like my deal. I, I got Antonio Gibson and Cream Hunt for the
0: deal. So oh, that's that, not, too not too bad not yeah. bad. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, but you probably could have got more if you had waited until now. If you'd wrote yeah. it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Very true.
2: But I started Gibson and Hunt the whole year for me though. So mm-hmm. there would have been I wouldn't be starting Taylor until like what, like week ten, week eleven mm-hmm. around
1: there.
0: Yeah, the only problem with that is the guy you sold him to won the championship and you lost in the first round (laughs) Uh, Ah, not to bring that up (laughs) Colin will appreciate that one (laughs) All right, should we dive into the main event? Yep And now, for our main event for tonight's main event, we have two rounds. In our first round, we're going to talk a little bit about the first round of the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Wildcard weekend, we've got six games to look forward to this year, guys, instead of four with the expanded playoff to seven teams. Uh, that's pretty nice. We've got some pretty good matchups, especially in the AFC. So on Saturday, we have the Colts at the Bills the Rams at the Seahawks, and the Bucks at the Washington football team. Let's talk about those three first. So Colts at the Bills. We just mentioned Jonathan Taylor and Devin Singletary. Uh, the Bills are favored by <laughs> six
1: points. This is a matchup we're all looking for.
0: <laughs> Bills are favored by six points. Uh, we've got a really f- – Buffalo team that turned out to be really fun to watch this year, with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Who Did Stephon Diggs end up leading the league in receiving? I can I think chat. so. I
1: think he let it in catches in yards. Yep.
0: 1,535 yards, uh, 119 more than Travis Kelsey, who, of course, didn't play that last week. So a little bit of a disadvantage there for him. But uh, really impressive year for Stefan Diggs. A lot of people were not expecting him to be very good this year with josh allen after josh allen struggles with his accuracy the first couple of years in the league but josh allen maybe this year's most improved player when we do the club here in a few weeks huh guys
1: yeah definitely he i i thought he was kind of accuracy isn't something you really see get improved that much for any quarterback it's kind of the one thing that's hard to uh get better at and holy cow he did it somehow i don't know who is um, trainer is or something, but I think somebody's in for a big payday for improving that because he is awesome.
2: He's yeah. he's fun. He's a lot of fun to watch. I'm I'm excited for the Bills. and I mean, in years beyond, I mean, but this game does kind of scare me playing a really hot Colts team. So I think it's gonna be a high score game. I'm a little worried. Maybe liking the Bills, um, but I still think the Bills might pull it out. And that, like, with it being a high score game, there might be a lot of guys you want to have on your DraftKings teams um, from this game.
0: Yeah, we mentioned Josh Allen's improvement. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he bounces back after last year in that divisional or the wild card round when they lost to the Texans in overtime, and Josh Allen was kind of erratic in that game, but a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we mentioned his improvement this year. Uh, he was, as far as completion percentage, he was number four in the league behind Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Deshaun Watson, sixty nine percent of his passes, those other three guys just over seventy. So really impressive, especially when you consider uh, you know, his air yards per attempt was eight and a half, number seven among quarterbacks. So it's not like he was doing these dink and dunk passes. He was accurate down the field, uh, getting the ball to stefan Diggs and the other receivers there. And uh I mean, when you can combine that type of efficiency uh with as far as his accuracy and the ability to complete the ball and then when you're doing it downfield that becomes a pretty difficult offense to stop. And that's what we've seen from them. They look like a juggernaut the past few weeks. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, this game. Obviously, I think we probably aren't as impressed with the quarterback on the Colts side of the ball. This could be the last ride potentially for Phillip rivers. Uh, You guys think he comes back next year?
1: I I doubt it. I, I think they probably look elsewhere. Um, and let Rivers walk because he's looking pretty old. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think he. Uh, I think they move on from Rivers.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking they move on too. It, like we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, um, there's that possibility where Carson Wentz and his old offensive coordinator yeah. might team up again. They could. They could be in the running for Wentz or. I mean, they're. I mean, that's a pretty attractive place. I mean, they have a good running back, good defense, great offensive line, young receivers. If any free agent quarterback wants to go there, I mean, they're going to have their options. So, I mean, they're a good team, and I'm sure if, if Rivers's body was telling him that it's okay that to play another year, he'd he'd play. But I don't know if the Colts really really want that. So, I'm. I'm I'm guessing no, he's not going to come back with the Colts.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, – I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be very attractive for any free agent to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would bet they move on, but he's done good enough this year. Yeah. All right, Trevin,
0: you suggested picking these games against the spread – Uh, Do you want to go ahead and continue that? We kind of started already with the Alabama-Ohio State game. So here we've got the Bills favored by six.
1: What do you think? In Buffalo, I'm going to take the Bills. Right? They look like a juggernaut right now.
2: I'm picking Colts against the spread, but I'm picking the Bills to win. It'll be a close one.
0: Okay. So we'll just pick against the spread. So you're thinking you're picking Colts? Colts, yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Bills as well. I think they're in a cover here. Uh, for our next game, we've got the Rams at the Seahawks. The Seahawks favored by three and a half in this one. What are you guys going to be watching
1: watching for in this game? I'll going to see if Goff's going to play. Because right now, it, he injured his thumb in that uh, two games, week 16, and had surgery on it. And uh, that Wolford played last year and actually won. I would I would kind of guess they keep going with Wolford. I don't think they'd want to play. A, golf hasn't been that great anyway. I don't know if they want to have an injured golf out there. I
2: heard. So. I heard there were um, players talking saying that golf is slinging it around, looking really good out there. So I'm sure. I mean, it might have been a little over exaggeration um, by the players. Um, but even even then, I mean, I think if golf is. I mean, if he thinks he's ready, I think I think golf will be out there. Um, but in the end, these are two really good defenses, and they've been playing really good defense as of late too. Um, so it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, I'm guessing golf will be back, but I'm thinking like Seahawks and a low score, close game. They might; these two teams might not get over 30 points for the over/under.
0: Yeah, you mentioned two really good defenses, Brandon. It's incredible. The Seahawks were one of the worst <laughs> defenses <laughs> in the league at the beginning of this year, and then they trade for Jamal yeah. Adams, and they've really improved since then, which they've needed to because their offense has really slowed down. Everybody was on the let-rest-cook bandwagon, and they were doing it at the beginning of the year. But he has really cooled down a lot uh, towards the end of the year. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's hard for me to bet when I, when it comes to playoff time – I put a lot of weight on having a good quarterback and especially a good experienced quarterback, like Russell Wilson who has been there and done it time and time again. So I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks to cover this
1: time. Yeah. uh, Cooper Cup's also coming back from COVID. Uh, He's been out in the last week or two. Um, And yeah, the Seahawks defense is actually only allowing 16 points a game, the final eight games. So I'm going with the quarterback to cover with Wilson. I'm not going to pick the Rams and if they're throwing Wolford out there.
2: Yeah, interesting fact I heard today on the radio. In the last 105 passes for Russell Wilson, he's thrown one touchdown. And, I mean, that's crazy hearing that from seeing his fantasy scores from the last couple of years. Um, and now he just happens to play the Rams defense, and they're playing great. I um, oh, forgot the cornerback's name for the Rams – Stud. Ramsey? Yes, Ramsey. He'll be all over he'll be all over um DK Metcalf. So I think if there's anybody a receiver that's gonna have to step it up, it's gonna be have to have to be Lockett. I think he does. I think the Seahawks win the game and I think they cover. And a low that score.
1: Here's a quick stat for you with Ramsey. Ever since the Rams got Ramsey, they've played the Seahawks three times, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, neither one of them have gotten the end zone those three games.
0: Wow. That is quite a stat.
1: Who would you pick there? Did I miss it, Brent? He, Seahawks. We're all no, on Seahawks.
0: the Seahawks to cover.
1: Oh, so. so if you are using our advice out there, I'd go heavy on the Rams. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not, the ba- not bad advice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, bet responsibly. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the Bucks, at the Washington football team. The Bucks, big favorites here, guys. Eight and a half against the Washington football team. They got into the playoffs on that controversial Monday night football game where the Eagles pretty much handed it to them. First of all, let's talk. How do you guys feel about that?
2: I didn't like it. I, I mean, it looks it looked like they were truly tanking. Um, I mean, I, I hated it. I mean, it was that just doesn't seem right. Um, if I was the Giants, I'd be pissed. Yes, they only won six games. Yes, they need to win more. But dang, I mean, the the football team only won seven. I mean, they gotta they gotta go. So I don't know. I I wasn't a
1: fan of it. Trevin, what do you think of it? I agree. I don't. I'm not really on the Giants' side at all. Like you got to win more than six games, you want to make the playoffs. Sorry, but just for on a competitive side, it's pretty stupid to have a team out there look like they're not actively trying to win a game. That offsides penalty on that fourth down was one of the crazier things I've ever seen. At the end of the game, to give the other team a first down on nothing. So, yeah, I don't feel sorry for the Giants at all. But I, I don't like seeing the putting that out there. It is funny that that's the game they flex, though, for the big Sunday Night Spectacular, <laughs> and that's what they ended up giving in BC. Yeah,
0: I think this was a case of it being more form over substance because teams yeah. like the Chiefs this week hold all their best players out because they're not playing for anything. The Eagles pretty much could have done the same thing. They could have said, we've seen enough from Jalen Hurts. We're just going to rest him the entire game. I think if they had done that, and announced it ahead of time, they would be subject to far less scrutiny than what they ended up being. And I guess that's the acceptable way to (laughs) tank if you're going to do it versus putting your third string quarterback in halfway through the third quarter or whatever it was. So I think if it hadn't been so visible and so, obvious in game they probably would have gotten a lot less flack and that's probably a lesson learned for their organization <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: if you're going to lose a game on purpose make it look a little prettier <laughs> and they, they said they wanted to see Sudfeld they wanted to, yeah. <laughs> I mean he's been there he's been at
2: Philadelphia for like four maybe five years and he's actually played and he's actually had some big snaps in his career too so I don't yeah. understand what else they needed to see from that guy
0: that was yes. a terrible lie Yeah, he's was. like 28 years old yeah. we would need to evaluate this 28 year old third stringer instead of our rookie that we drafted in the second round yeah so yeah get better at lying if you're gonna do this or at tanking but okay let's move on to the seahawks or to the washington football team in the bucks uh i Think I'm gonna go with Washington football team to cover here, but I would probably like the Bucks to win still. Eight and a half is quite a bit, and the Washington football team defense has been pretty solid lately. I think uh, it was Bruce Arians who had a quote this week that said, "We're not playing a seven and nine team. We're playing a four and one or five and one or whatever they are with Alex Smith under at uh, quarterback team." Washington's been really good with Smith, and uh, I think that. I would probably bet on them to cover but not win just based on how good they've been with him. And Alex Smith isn't Dwayne Haskins. He's not going to make the big mistake to cost his team the game. He's going to keep it competitive and check it down when he needs to to J.D. McKissick 15 times. (laughs) All of that. So uh, that's my pick for this one.
1: I want to... Go ahead, Brent. Go ahead. I want
2: to say Tampa Bay, easy. Um, But if that Washington defensive line, especially... Chase Young can get to Tom Brady. We've seen Tom Brady this year when he gets flustered when he gets when he gets um mixed up a little bit with getting a rush on him. Um so look out for the upset. But I do think Arians and the Tampa Bay offense will be prepared for that defensive line and I think the Buccaneers win easy and they cover. But if 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 they can't stop that defensive line, it's Washington's gonna win the game in a yeah. in a big in a big upset
0: and the Buccaneers got a really lucky break as did fantasy owners and especially Dynasty last week Mike Evans had a non-contact knee injury that looked like it could be season ending and potentially make him miss part or all of next year luckily it sounds like there was no structural damage and he has a chance to play this week potentially but boy it was nerve wracking for fantasy owners and Bucs fans alike uh, for a couple hours there until they got that uh, scan and figured out that there was no damage Trevin what you got in this game
1: Uh, I don't want to, but I'm going to agree with you. I think we're agreeing on too much stuff, but I think the football team covers because that defensive line looks really good. And it's easy to say this and a lot harder to do where they've always said Tom Brady, if you can get pressure on him using just your defensive line without blitzers. I mean, that's the key to any game, but especially Tom Brady, that's how the Giants beat him twice. Um, That's how you take him down. And the Washington football team's defensive line looks elite at this point. And the whole defense is pretty good as a whole, but they, I think they're going to put pressure on them, and I think they're going to keep it close enough to cover. Um, but the Bucks still find a way because they have more talent everywhere else. So, give me the football team to cover. And that's what you said too, right, Brent? So
2: I actually said the Bucks because oh, I think I, I think they'll figure out, figure out a way, and I do think they'll eventually pull away late. Um, but it, it, I mean, they could very well win the game if the def- if the if that defensive line can get to Brady.
0: All right, then we move on to the Sunday games. Uh, and just got... for
1: the the football team, real quick, do you think Haskins gets another chance anywhere? Yes. Do
0: you? I don't know if he'll be a starter, but I think he'll get signed somewhere.
2: Probably get signed, but I think I'll we see him play again is in like the pre. Wait, is there? Are we going to have a preseason? Do they say that? Is is that still no, no, next year?
1: Is there if... preseason next year?
0: Are I've, are we assuming COVID is no longer a factor at that point? Because then
1: I think there is. No, I think Brent's just asking if they've announced anything. Well, right?
2: yeah, I, I knew they announced the seventeenth game, but I thought they were gonna when they announced that there'll be no preseason.
0: Uh, I thought on what I read that they may take away a preseason game, but I think okay. there'll still be some sort of yeah. all right, so, one or two.
2: So to answer your question, we'll see Dwayne Haskins playing the preseason again. I don't think he'll ever play a meaningful snap in an
1: NFL game. So I saw the other day. There's actually been only four or five total quarterbacks selected in the first round who got cut by their the team that drafted them. You know who that would be? Johnny Manziel. That's one of them. There's two recent ones. Johnny Manziel being one of them.
0: Um, did Ryan Leaf get cut?
1: Uh, even more recent than that, but I don't. I didn't, I think he finished. I was going to. Jamarcus ahead. Russell. No, come on. I'll I, I seriously <laughs> didn't
0: know if he got cut or not cuz I know I remember that infamous story about them sending him home with tape to watch and he came back and said he did and it was blank tapes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> EJ 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 Ma- man or EJ Manuel, oh. right?
1: No, it's actually Paxton no, Lynch. What?
0: Oh. Oh yeah. I was going to so. guess uh what's his name from West Virginia that went to the Jets. Gino Oh, Gino Smith. But... Paxton Lynch, yeah. Boy, nobody talks about that, but that's got to be one of the worst draft picks of all time in the first round by for
1: quarterbacks. He did not start very many games. Did he even play in very many? How many did he
0: start in his career? Why don't you look that up while I talk about tee-up our Ravens-Titans game?
1: Yeah, I'll get the important information.
0: (laughs) <laughs> all right so on sunday uh we've got three matchups as well first one ravens are road favorites by three and a half over the titans in nashville pretty shocking to see a road favorite in the wild card round uh this of course is a rematch of the game last year in the divisional round uh of course the titans beat the patriots in the first round ending their dynasty and then they went on the road to baltimore uh in the Baltimore was 14 and 2 last year if i remember right number 1 seed I think so. Titans beat them in Baltimore uh pretty easily i think it was 28 to 14 was the final of that one so this one i'm really intrigued to see because of course as a Titans fan i'm interested but also just Lamar Jackson uh did not play well in that game last year and i'm really interested to see if he rebounds and plays better this year uh and if the Ravens as a whole are more prepared for a playoff environment uh, this season than they were a year ago when they played so well all year long and then just got bounced in the first round. What do you expect out of this game, Brent?
2: I I think it's going to be a really good game, one of the better games of the weekend. I think there's going to be a lot of rushing yards. These are two pretty hot teams too. Um, Lamar Jackson needs to win this game, I I feel. Otherwise, he's going to be labeled as like, like a playoff choker like you know how they always look here's regular season lamar jackson here's playoff lamar jackson if he loses this game and doesn't play very good he'll probably get that label um i think he has a really good opportunity to um um to win this game i don't think he will though i think the titans are going to win um levi you and your titans are going to ride into the second round
0: all right So not only covering for the Titans, you had them work out right. Yep. All right, Trevin, hit us with your Paxton Lynch stat, and then give us your pick for this game.
1: So Paxton Lynch uh, played in five games in his NFL career, started four of them. That was 2016, two games he started. 2017, two games he started and was cut after that. Finished a career with uh, four touchdowns, four interceptions, and 792 total yards. (laughs) This is the craziest stat though, is six foot seven. I forgot he was that tall. So that's John, <laughs> yeah. John Elway's guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure
0: their new GM will definitely make different picks that you cannot that are not similar to John Elway at all.
1: I hope that stupid horse face keeps making bad picks. <laughs> <laughs> stupid horse face.
0: So. <laughs> all right. Who you got in Ravens Titans, struggling.
1: I think the Ravens, uh, Titans, they're definitely hot, but their defense is still bad. And uh, the Ravens are really coming on strong. They uh, they had that low in the middle of the season, but it seems like that was around the same time they had their COVID outbreak and it's just hitting different guys differently. And I think they're back to kind of full strength. So I picked the Ravens to cover here.
0: All right, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, and Trevin's going to cover. I'm going to take the Titans to cover. Uh, I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, I could easily see the Ravens winning by, like, three. They are mm-hmm. incredibly hot, like you mentioned, Trevin, and the Titans' defense is pretty bad. Uh, if the Titans win this one somehow, I don't expect them to win <laughs> in the next week, but uh, we will see. It's just one of those where I think it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out, because obviously both teams will want to run the ball. Uh, and both teams have the ability to do it really well. So it's tractor Cedo season. I'm at least going to pick the Titans to cover, if not win now, right?
1: Uh, how you feeling about your uh, Pro Bowl kicker? Goskowski's back, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: just in time to <laughs> screw the whole thing up. And that's probably what the difference will be. They'll have a field goal to tie it and oh, miss it, and the Ravens will win.
2: Trevin, you just jinxed it. What's going to happen now?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I want a doink situation so bad.
0: (laughs) I've been cussing that guy since week one, I think.
1: I just, whatever turns out, I just hope it comes down to him. I don't really hope for him. I don't care if he makes it or misses it. I just hope it comes down to him at the end. I mean, they
0: already had to have a doink from the other kicker last week, so it doesn't matter which moron's (laughs) in there. They're probably going to find a way to
1: screw it up. That guy got lucky last week. I just want to see him lining up a 40-yarder and just to see how you're reacting to it with one second left to kick it for the win.
0: It'll probably be like a 30-yarder, and he'll somehow miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Or like an extra point to tie it. All right, let's move on. Bears at Saints. Uh, Speaking of doinks, we (laughs) got the Bears coming off the double doink, of course, infamously, and now we've got the Saints favored by 10 at home in New Orleans. Uh, Drew Brees is back. Pretty good so far. So who you got in this
1: game, Trevor? Oh man, the Saints. I can't. I can't pick a playoff game with the uh, uh, good guy, Trubisky. I just can't ride with that guy if I'm actually going to put some money down on a game. He does look decent though. But if I'm going to pick a side, I'm going with the Saints. Um, what do you think they do with Trubisky? Do You think he gets a chance to come back with the Bears? I didn't think there's any way in hell at the start of the season, but he's being decent now
2: he he might have played himself another year
0: I don't, it seems they seem intent on running back with the way they've handled the end of the year and i mean he hasn't been great but he hasn't been bad since they started him again i mean on the year he's got 16 touchdowns to only eight interceptions So that's a lot better than it was looking like it was going to be the first few weeks when he was starting uh, when he had six touchdowns to three interceptions, I guess about the same ratio, but I don't know when he's come back, he's passed for, he hasn't passed for 300 yards in any games this year, but he's been, you know, upper 200s, (laughs) at least most of the games and Nick Foles look absolutely terrible. They traded for that awful contract. I haven't looked at their cap situations. I don't know if they have the money to go out and get anybody and they're not going to be in a draft position uh to draft a quarterback at least not a high caliber one uh with where they're going to be in the back half of the first round and i don't think or is this still a year the raiders have their pick trevin
1: nope they're done with it
0: okay and i don't think that they're very likely to use i think they're more likely to bring mitch back than they are to try to move up in the draft to get a quarterback at this point i mean they're in the playoffs
1: yeah. I don't know. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> I think you've seen what Trubisky can get. I, If I was them, I'd be trying anything I could to get a quarterback without giving up draft picks, of course, even if you have to give up something, but they're kind of still built to win now. It's their life cycle right now is they, they have to do it. They still have Khalil Mack on the books for the next two years, I think. So they just... They know what Matt, what the Trubisky is. I don't think they uh, can run it back unless they're out of options, I guess. But I'd be trying for anybody else at this point, still.
2: Yeah, if they can get someone like a, like, I mean, they they might be in the running for a Carson Wentz if they can scrounge up the trade capital to we'll get him, or Matt Stafford. Who knows?
0: Brett, who you got covering in this game?
2: Um, I think the Saints pull away towards the end of the game. I think the Saints win by a couple touchdowns, so I'm picking the Saints. But I do think it'll be a close game throughout for at least the first three quarters or so.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Bears to cover. 10 just feels like a lot, and the Saints offense hasn't been that great this year other than when Alvin Kamara goes crazy, which certainly possible in this game but the bears have a decent defense and i think that mitch can do enough to keep it within 10 i wouldn't be surprised if it's a backdoor cover where it does get out of hand and then the bears just get a meaningless touchdown or two at the end of the game
1: so i'm gonna go with the bears so i did look up the cap space just for information i'm not a cap expert or anything but they're right at the cap now i'm sure there's maneuvering to go around but right now they would not have any cap space but i think with your point with the Bears defense being decent the Saints defense has been really good and I don't know if Trubisky's is going to be able to get anything going on offense for them to cover is my been, main point
0: their secret to success has really been the ability to run the ball with David Montgomery mm-hmm. these last few weeks uh, that's really kind of turned this offense around and Mitch has been decent yeah. um, so we'll see if they can do that like you mentioned the Saints offense is really good but I don't know. Let's, at least the Bears have a little bit of momentum going into this game. They started off the year really hot and then had that cold streak, and now they seem like they're maybe picking it up a little bit again. So at least hopefully we'll get a decent game out of it with all of that going on.
1: But you picked then, the Bears there, Levi? Uh, I picked the Bears to cover, yep. Yeah. Boy, good luck with that. Wait <laughs> till. Wait till you see Trubisky go running out there, and you think that you picked that guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I don't expect it to be pretty, but like I said, I could see a backdoor <laughs> <of> cover. <laughs> uh, in our second divisional matchup of these of this first wild card weekend, of course the other one was the Rams and the Seahawks. We've got on Sunday the Browns at the Steelers. This one could be really interesting, guys. The Steelers haven't played that well down the stretch. They did end on a pretty decent note last week with their backups but uh the Steelers are six point favorites uh hosting the Browns who you got Trevin?
1: yeah it just it sucks they're going forward with this game right now it seems like a pretty important game and they've moved games around in the past why don't they just move this thing to where they can have their coach and there's some players that are testing positive now too for the Browns Man, I wish they just moved us to Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday if it was possible to get everybody there for the Browns coming to the playoffs for the first time. And all of a sudden, they've got, I think, three coaches out right now, including their head coach. And I right now, they are saying that the head coach can't do any type of play calling for them or help them or communicate in any way. So that sucks for them. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm going to pick the Steelers uh, with the, all the uncertainty with the Browns right now. Um, maybe there are some other players that test positive going into it. So if I was going to pick, a, team right now I'd pick the Steelers
0: I think that's the way I'm leaning to like I mentioned uh, this is a rematch of last week (laughs) when the Browns beat the Steelers backups basically by two points at home (laughs) Uh, and so with the Steelers at full strength and with the Browns having all the issues you mentioned Trevin and potentially their coach not even being available uh, to be on the field during this game and coach Uh, I think the Steelers can cover six points, feels like quite a bit, but uh, we saw what happened last week, and that was when the Steelers had nothing to play for and the Browns had everything to play for. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the Steelers in this one. This
2: is probably the toughest game to choose from, kind of the reason why Trevin already explained. Um, I think the Steelers win. Um, they probably win by six. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll pick the Steelers. I think they end up. I can see the Steelers stopping the run, and then I see Big Ben with his experience throwing a late touchdown to Deontay Johnson, and they'll win by about ten, fourteen around there, maybe. We'll so we're see. all
0: on. We're all on the Steelers to cover them.
2: Yeah, it'll be a close game throughout, though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this will be a fun way to track our progress throughout the playoffs, guys. I'm looking forward to it. That uh, is one
1: thing. Uh, this is pretty cool this year that they expand the playoffs and have these six games, and you can watch all – there three of them Saturday, three of them Sunday. They're just all-day football. So try not to get in trouble with your wives this weekend, gentlemen, because it's going to be yeah. a, a lot of football on TV. Wild card weekend was
0: wild, wild
1: card weekend right, Let's move 100. on to our
0: pick-to-click competition. And so this week we're doing someone from either Saturday or Sunday who will score twenty points and cost five thousand or less on DraftKings uh, scoreboard on the season. Brent still maintains a two to one lead over me, and Trevin has zero. Uh, last week, uh, my pick again led all of our picks in points, but did not reach that twenty point threshold. Naheem Hines had twelve point seven points. Brent, your guy finished in second. Michael Gallup had 8.9, and Trevin brought up the rear with Jamison Crowder at 7.1 points. This week, uh, who you guys got?
1: Uh, I went ahead and picked J.D. McKissick. He is at $4,900 on DraftKings. He's had over 20 points two of the last three weeks, and I think Alex Smith keeps it pretty conservative here. I don't see him all of a sudden starting to launch him downfield in the playoffs against the Buccaneers, so... I think he's going to catch a lot of drop-offs, and that PPR is going to help me with uh, J.D. McKissick gets over 20 points again.
0: I like that one. I almost went with his teammate, actually, uh, Logan Thomas, who I think has been a big part of that offense and could have a pretty big role in that game. But McKissick's a good pick, too. Yeah,
1: I like it. You talking about the quarterback, Levi? (laughs)
0: Yeah, the quarterback playing tight end. (laughs) The the black Taysom Hill. (laughs) A lot of
1: people are saying
0: that. Brent is just silent. <laughs>
2: he can't pass like Taysom Hill. <laughs> I
0: bet he could uncork one if they let him.
1: <laughs> Who's older?
0: <laughs> he is. Uh Logan Thomas is twenty nine, he turns thirty this off season. I don't wow. know how is Taysom Hill thirty already? I think
1: he's thirty, yeah.
0: Man, they're like two peas in a pod, Brent.
1: <laughs> they are
0: except one's a better tight end
1: <laughs> you got you got a good point there <laughs> all right Logan Thomas is probably a better college quarterback too mm, I disagree with spicy. that
2: one I, I think he got benched as last year at Virginia Tech I could be wrong though
0: yeah Taysom Hill is 30 at least he's accepted that he's not a quarterback good point <laughs> <laughs> so seriously do you think do you still think Taysom Hill is going to be the starter there next year
2: I didn't say I didn't. I okay. I, I said there's a good chance he could be. Did I ever say that that I thought that he's going to be the quarterback? No. I said there's a good chance and is worth stashing. I know he probably would have. I know he he probably helped helped a lot of people go into the playoffs this year as a quarterback, especially in superplex leagues. So I, I know I wished I I had him in um, our office league, especially after Joe Burrow went down. I could have used uh, another quarterback um, for my super flex and I didn't have one. So I could have used him.
0: Yeah. That's the one you wish you had, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, uh,
1: I, I think it says more about Jameis Winston that Taysom Hill is being the backup quarterback. I, I was kind of higher on Jameis Winston. I thought he'd go to the Saints and kind of revive his career similar to Teddy and they must not like him very much because they're getting all the backup snaps to Taysom.
0: Yeah, I was surprised he didn't at least get a shot when Drew Brees went down. Yeah. Other than I think he played that game that Drew got hurt, but then the next week they started Taysom, right?
1: Yep. Yep. yep.
0: All right, Brent, who you got? Uh, Emmanuel Sanders.
2: Taysom Hill's going to throw a few passes to Sanders and no, um, Sanders and, and Breeze finally got a, their connection going. Early on in the year, it took them a while to have that connection. Then finally around week seven or eight, they, they finally were clicking. Manuel Sanders was having big games for them. And then Sanders missed two weeks with COVID. And then once Sanders came back, Breeze was out. So now they're finally back together the last couple of weeks with Breeze. And he's he's done really well the last couple of weeks, and I see it moving on to the playoffs. So I'm thinking Sanders will get over 20.
0: Yeah, I think that's a decent pick. Uh, it'll be interesting. Is Michael Thomas back? I can't remember.
2: Yeah, he's he's supposed to okay. be back. He's, okay. he's designated to come off the IR sometime soon. I don't think they've done it yet, but they still say that he's going to be activated soon.
0: Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they split up the targets in that offense this week. I went with Corey Davis. So I'm kind of thinking this Titans-Ravens game could turn into a little bit of shootout. Trevin, you mentioned how bad the Titans defense is and... And I think that means their offense is probably going to have to pass a little more than they would ideally like. And I expect the Ravens to try and do everything they can to take away A.J. Brown, who's the clear best receiver in this offense, which should give Corey Davis plenty of opportunity. He's shown the ability to capitalize on that at times this year. Uh, He's had some pretty strong games. Um, When you look at his game log, he's had, uh, let's see here, uh, 24 points in Week 15 against Detroit. He had 38 against Cleveland. 19 against Baltimore when they played at Baltimore in week 11. Uh, 29 against Cincinnati. So, I mean, 15 at Pittsburgh. So, he's shown the ability to get up there in that range, including that prior game against Baltimore, and I think he could be up there again this week, especially if they end up passing quite a bit. I
1: think that's a fine pick.
0: Yeah.
2: there's a, There's a good chance that all three of us could do really well this week and get a point, so. I like all of our picks.
1: Yeah,
0: this is one of our last chances to catch up to you, Brent, so we got to make them count.
1: So to go back to the Taysom Hill-Logan Thomas discussion, (laughs) uh, it's it's a little hard to compare since Taysom Hill had the five years in college and had four or five season-ending injuries. I think almost every year he got a season-ending injury. Um, But Logan Thomas, it looks like he did play. I don't think he ever got benched because he's credited with 13 games started as a senior but 9,000 yards passing in his career to 7,000 passing for Taysom and the touchdown to interception for Taysom, 43-31, Logan, 52-39. So they're actually pretty even college careers. So wow, back back to your regular scheduled programming. That was our Taysom Hill update for the week. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying presented my... by Kinkader, Taysom Hill, <laughs> <Our> <laughs> Taysom Hill take of the week.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. All right. So (laughs) before we go, we got to grade the trade. Uh, Brent, uh, you wanted me to throw this one out, so I'll let you guys uh, grade it since it's my trade. I gave up Christian McCaffrey uh, this week in a Debbie League. I gave up Christian McCaffrey, Tyler Johnson, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, and two eighth-round picks, and those are in a Debbie draft, which is – the pool is depleted already since it's been the league's been around for a couple of years. So uh in the for a little context, the second round pick is the last pick of the second round and the third one's like halfway through the third round. So later picks uh, in those rounds, and then I received JK Dobbins, Gus uh, Guess Edwards, who could potentially be his backup next year if he stays in Baltimore, uh Cam Akers, Denzel Mims and a seventh round pick in that same Debbie draft uh so what do you guys think how'd i do
2: i think you did really good i do um like you said the 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 draft picks that you gave up they're not um i mean it's not like a regular dynasty draft it's it's a debbie draft it's it's really picked through the the players are so you can't really look at the draft picks too much on this but Christian McCaffrey, you guys know how I feel about running backs as they get older, around twenty-five, twenty-six years old. Um, you got two young guys, J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers, who could give you a very good couple years, and they can. These guys could be your starters at running back for the next two or three years. And you got um, Dobbins' backup with Ed, with Edwards and Denzel Mims is a nice throw in too, because he could end up being a stud. So I. I'd definitely give you a trade an A. If I can give you A-plus, I'll give you an A-plus too. So, A-plus. Congrats.
0: <laughs> Teaser Brent gives me an A-plus. I like that. <laughs> you got an A-plus
1: for me too, Trevor? I do. I didn't realize when you kind of laid it out for us, you didn't tell us that you gave away those uh, the second and third round picks too. So, I thought you really came away with it, really stole it here. But you did – the other guy, I don't think it's terrible for the other guy, but I think you came out on top. I think uh, it's trusted trust. Tough to trust McCaffrey going forward um, with his age getting a little bit up there, and this old, barely, barely, basically a lost season this year. So I think he got out at the right time, and you really you uh, had some good young guys in return. So I think he came out on top. I don't know what the grade would be. I guess, but we'll give you give you a B. <laughs> a B. Yeah. McCaffrey's not
0: that old. He's only twenty four. He'll turn twenty five in June, so he's still right there in the prime, uh, and certainly. This year, if he stays healthy, I could see it being
1: pretty even, but yeah, I could get a couple of years on both those running backs, which helps sure, but how many I mean, how many more years do you think McCaffrey has left as being th- a bill cow? Just look at the ages of the guys doing it this year. I think he ages
0: fairly well for running back. He has had a big workload, especially last year, which could have been something that contributed to his injuries this year. but I think his ability as a receiver out of the backfield Is going to allow him to stick around and be a viable fantasy asset for a lot longer than a back like Derrick Henry, who does nothing in the receiving game. Yeah,
2: and thinking about that too, I think the Panthers it would help them if they got a running back to take some of the load off of McCaffrey too. So I think they're. I mean, it it might be already be this next year where you might see that that change, um, where, where he's no longer a bell cow
0: or at least where he gets maybe like 60% of the opportunity yeah. instead of 90 or whatever it was he had yeah. last year. It's just a huge number. You mm-hmm. think they bring back Mike Davis for that role, or do you think they take it's, pick up somebody else in the draft or free agency? It's a possibility.
2: It might be Davis, and they might draft someone third, fourth round. Um, maybe they'll let Davis in that third round or duke it out for that backup job. Um, but, yeah, that'll be interesting to see who, who who that backup guy will be for the Panthers.
0: Certainly one of the best handcuffs to stone as we saw from Mike Davis this year, is whoever yeah. is the second option in that Carolina backfield. All right. Well thanks for the grades, guys. Let's do a quick beer check before we go. I have one I got for Christmas here, uh kind of a bigger bottle, uh a pint and six flute ounces here. So uh it's oh, a big magnum. Magnum bottle. <laughs> <A> magnum bottle. <laughs> Trojans, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> we got Epic Brewing. Uh, this one is called the Big Bad Baptist. Uh, and it's got double chocolate, double peanut butter, imperial, stout, aged in whiskey barrels with coffee, cacao, and peanuts. So it's probably pretty- well, got a pretty high alcohol content, doesn't it? Uh, let's see here. What do we have? 11.6? Yeah,
1: what that says better just have one of those
0: <laughs> <laughs> a pint and six ounces in your tipsy and then because why they do that size <laughs> bottle uh huh. it's
1: it's pretty solid i'll give it a 8-3 wow i've also got a dark one tonight i've got infusion uh omaha brewing place here and it's a uh, max's addiction toffee bar milk stout so it's also really dark and uh i like it a lot though it's got a pretty cool hypno can
0: Nice. Uh, I feel like I'm almost cool. in the 70s looking at that can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I like it. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Nice. I
0: love stouts. Yeah.
1: Brent, what I'm, kind of Stella are you drinking tonight?
2: <laughs> I'm drinking purified drinking water from hy am <laughs> I'm, I'm just taking a break from, from alcohol tonight. So, I give this a 10, though. Love water.
0: A 10 for water (laughs) are you the water boy adam sandler would be proud (laughs) yes he would (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being part of the fantasy players club everybody we'll have a new episode for you next week until then on behalf of brent hud hud and trevin Cremosta, international man of mystery this is levi valentine wishing you good luck if you're playing some dfs or something or playoff leagues some people do those good luck this week wild card weekend enjoy only let's see we had divisional conference and super bowl left so four more weeks of football guys
1: enjoy it while it's here yeah thanks thanks levi the bean dad valentine You guys are both fathers. What'd you think? What's your take on the Bean Dad? The what? That you didn't see the Bean Dad controversy? No. No, 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 We're just gonna have to cut this then. Never
0: mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it can go in the outtakes. You want to explain the Bean Dad? <laughs> I can't
1: believe you didn't see it. It was the big fuss on Twitter. There's well, the guy. So. He's like a he's. He probably exaggerated the story, but he had a Twitter thread of, it was like on Sunday, he was tweeting that he gave his, his daughter was hungry. I think his daughter was six years old. And he goes, why don't you eat some beans? And she brings him back a can of beans. And then she goes, well, I can't eat it. It's a can. How do you open it? And the dad said, you got to use that can opener. He gave her the can opener. And she kept saying that she's hungry and wants to eat it. And he kept saying, you have to figure out how to open it yourself. And he said in the Twitter thread, it was a long Twitter thread, but he went on for he said six hours. She couldn't figure it out, and he wouldn't tell her how to figure it out. And he kept asking her, and she finally figured it out, and she got to eat beans. <laughs> so then that all blew up on is this bad parenting and all this type of stuff. Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> so, so, what was your question going to be about this? What you what was your feelings on the bean dad? Um, was it uh if if his story? I would think he probably exaggerated, but your what's your parenting thought on was he a good parent?
0: Just by making her take six hours to open the beans so she could eat them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and not showing if her it, how to use the can opener. If it really
0: took... Did he feed her something else in the six hours? Did he say? No. No. Just She was hungry and he made her wait six hours until she could figure out how to open the beans?
1: Yes. <laughs> Again, this is probably... He was probably just trying... He thought it would be funny for Twitter. I doubt it really took that long, but it ended up getting him in quite a bit of trouble, actually. <laughs> if it actually...
0: Took six hours. I think that's a little cruel, but I think that, like, if you, what I probably would have done is, if I had that idea to make them figure it out themselves, fed them something else <laughs> after it. I don't know, thirty minutes or whatever, <laughs> and then let them keep trying to figure it out after they're done eating, just to see how long it would take.
1: And that was kind of another point of his is he wouldn't show her how to use the can opener at all. He wasn't even giving her tips or anything. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> every every part of this can opener uses it to open this bean can that was about all the advice he'd give this six year old
0: so what kind of can opener was it was it the one where you have to like pull up the top and then the old style you know what I mean like, yeah the or, old
1: style is what it was yeah yeah,
0: not like the new ones where you just clamp it down and twist yeah yeah that would take a while for a six year old
1: <laughs> no no the twist one sorry I thought that's what you meant by old style so you yeah. clamp it on top and give the thing a twist yeah, but not it.
0: you know what I'm talking about the ones where it's like you have to pull back that top piece to puncture it and then yeah, twist. Nope.
1: Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it clamped down on top and you twist it. Okay. Did she get it after six hours? Yes. Oh. Good.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. A real. That's,
1: oh, that's, oh, sorry. Go ahead,
2: brett That's a long time for them to do that. Um, for. <laughs> Him just to sit there while she's working on it, and I mean that's got to be really hard for a six-year-old because you have to have some
1: some muscles
2: for that, right? And I I was his other, also.
1: He was also working on a jigsaw puzzle while she's <laughs> doing this the entire time.
0: I also called though because I mean my kids aren't six years old yet, but I've been around six-year-olds, and six-year-olds don't stay focused on something like that for six yeah. hours consecutively. <laughs> Like there's yeah. no maybe it was six hours between when she started and when she figured it out, but I doubt she was sitting there for six hours trying to work on this
1: and only this that's so i I'm not a parent, but I kind of come down on the six year old is asking you a question, asking an expert, so I think you can give them some tips on how to get this thing started without yeah. like doing everything for them. <laughs> I don't think you just have to leave it up to them, but like I said, I'm not a parent, but the funny kind of backlash to it is it probably Ends up costing Ken Jennings a uh, Jeopardy hosting gig. <laughs> oh, this was Ken Jennings who did this? This is um, Ken Jennings, a podcast partner of his. They have a podcast together. Uh, and so there's some backlash to this six hour deal. Ken Jennings said, This guy's not bad. He's probably just playing it up for Twitter. And then people went in and found anti-Semitic tweets of the guy that was tweeting <laughs> about this can opener deal. So that ended up coming back at Ken Jennings a little bit, and it's probably going to cut. He was probably the front runner of getting the hosting gig for Jeopardy, and that's probably out the window now.
0: <laughs> I don't understand wow. why that's on Ken Jennings. I guess.
1: It was, yeah, I, I'm not saying I agree, but that's what happened, that he defended the guy saying he's a good guy, and then they found these tweets from a long time ago. I'm not saying this is right, but I'm saying this no, is No, I
0: know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, is Ken Jennings supposed to go through all this guy's old tweets and figure yeah. out that he's got some bad ones? Because this is like what happened to Josh Allen, right? Didn't he have some... Yeah. And I, They might have even been Rapplers or something, but some questionable posts. I don't remember
1: if he had the N-word in there or not, but... Yeah, this and then, is why you uh, keep your Twitter account private. Or delete all your old posts <laughs> yeah, that you yes, could be too. questionable. <laughs> or just never tweet. That's probably the best there solution. There you go. was <laughs> probably the best. That's the <laughs> best right
0: there. <laughs> but like, Josh Allen everybody kind of got over it. And Granted, it probably helps that he was a kid when it happened versus this guy who apparently was an adult. But.
1: Well, and he's also, it's not like these were terrible. They're And they're from like 2011. And also, I looked into it more and they're pretty, taken pretty much out of context, this stuff he tweeted like it was a tweet to his friend that was obviously a joke like he still shouldn't have said it but it wasn't like he's just spewing anti-semitism stuff (laughs) like that's the thing it's it's, there's usually some context and it's usually not that they're just saying that randomly but well just like the josh allen thing if it's lines out
0: of a rap song or whatever 10 years later when you just see that tweet with no context and have no idea what the song is (laughs) of course it's gonna sound bad but yeah probably the best thing is just don't tweet i agree yeah, there you go. There's your <laughs> there's the Bean Dad update of the week. <laughs> oh boy, listeners are in for a treat from
1: <laughs> You're welcome. You're so welcome. I can't believe you guys didn't see it. It was like blowing up on Twitter all of Sunday and it was it really was one of those things that made me question my Twitter use. It's like there's all this stuff <laughs> about Bean Dad, so then I had to research Bean Dad and find this stupid Twitter thread and then go through all this work I'm like for what? Like what was my end point of that? Nothing. I just know what Bean Dad is. That's something I can use.
0: <laughs> you, you're a content creator. You paid off. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I, was in who, a family, I was at a family Christmas, too. so I wasn't on Twitter
1: on Sunday, really. Like, without this discussion right now, I never even would have told anybody this information that I spent a half hour of my life investigating. <laughs> like, there was just nothing gained for me. Once you have kids, Trevin, you won't have to worry about that
0: anymore because they'll Twitter soak holes up over. all your time that you would normally <laughs> use for that.
1: Yeah, Let's have some kids. Honey! <laughs> get over here. Let's have some kids.
0: <laughs> we better hang up this Zoom call so I'm going to wrap this up now. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>